Vine Pairs New York City headquarters, I'm Adam Teeter. And I'm Joanna Sherino. And in Seattle, Washington, I'm Zach Chabal. And this is the Friday Vine Pair Podcast. It's party day. Whew, gosh. Anyone hungover? No, I'm good. Been, I've just been drinking tequila. We're good. Yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. No. That's, I mean, you know, no hangover at all. Mm-hmm. It's the I've best. Been told, I've so, been told that's the case. Yeah. So I know on Monday we had a conversation about sort of flavored tequila and celebrity tequila. Not a coincidence. I mean, sorry, this wasn't on purpose. Right. It is a coincidence that today we are talking about why there are not a lot of well-known celebrity bourbons mm-hmm. and celebrity whiskeys, but really celebrity bourbons. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a category that's continuing to be on fire, but you don't see a lot of well-known bourbons owned by celebrities. I think everyone knows that Matthew McConaughey is connected to Wild Turkey. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't own it. No. Right? He is the the creative director, is the title that Campari USA has given him, right. who owns Wild <laughs> Turkey. He does not own Campari, so therefore, let's be clear. There is a there is a uh, a bourbon they make with him as well called Long Branch, right. which, which is, I think, sort of his. Yes. But again, I, I don't know how, how that works. Maybe there's some sort of you know, deal in terms of percentage of sales he makes and fee or something for Long Branch. Um, but that's, I mean, I would say that's kind of the only bourbon I could tell you immediately I know is owned by, has any connection to a celebrity. Mm-hmm. And I remember the Mila Kunis Jim Beam commercials. And that's really it. Did she have a burp? She, she was have- a big spokesman for Jim Beam. Okay. Uh, like, but it wasn't like hers. No, like, okay. like a few years ago. And it was like they ran during all the sports. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think to be clear, let's let's maybe differentiate briefly between celebrity endorsers, which have been yeah, around yeah, yeah. spirits, bourbon and otherwise for a long Forever. time versus like a brand that is created maybe with the aid of an established, uh, you know, uh, distillery or drinks company, but it's like very much like yeah. the, the, the product of supposedly this celebrity as opposed to just, hey, we paid this person to say nice things about our product. Right, which would be, which I think, I guess would be Long Branch, right? Because it's created yeah. with McConaughey. He's very connected to the brand. Mm-hmm. But yeah, can you guys think of any others? I couldn't think of any off the top of my head, but I did look some up. Well, let's wait until in- let's see if Zach can think of any <laughs> and then you can share with us the fair, ones that fair. you looked up. Okay, okay. Well, I could play this I could play this clever and say I didn't hear Joanna talking about this uh before we recorded, <laughs> but uh I I could not really think of any either. Um because well, for reasons that we'll get into, I guess. So then we're gonna let Joanna tell. So what are some other ones then, Joanna? Okay, so other ones that we've discussed before also at Mind Pair have been Bob Dylan's Heaven Heaven Door. Right. Heaven's door. Right. Heaven's Door. Yeah. It's actually pretty good. Right. So Jamie Foxx has a bourbon what? called Brown Sugar Bourbon. Didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Did not know that. So we know about maybe Ian Summerholder's brother's Bond bourbon. Who's Ian Summerholder? He was <laughs> he was on Lost. Uh, no idea who that person is. I've never heard of him. Okay. Zach, did you know who Ian Summerholder was? Uh, no, and I watched every episode of Lost. Who did he play? <laughs> Come on. Sorry, Ian. Okay. 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 Terry Bradshaw's. Bradshaw bourbon. Oh, God. A lot of people related to the sports world, I guess, which makes sense. Um, One of the ones we're going to taste is related to the sports world in a mm -hmm. little bit, but okay. Scotty Pippen's Digits bourbon. Had no idea, and why is it called Digits? Really? I don't know. I'm guessing it's basketball related. He has long fingers? I don't know. Long fingers? Yeah, he has long fingers, maybe. Okay. Interesting. Um, And then, I guess, so maybe not a bourbon, but Drake. Drake has a American whiskey. Virginia black an American whiskey that feels off brand for Drake I know right yeah that feels off brand I mean also if we're talking whiskey obviously there's proper 12 which would be the most kind of successful celebrity whiskey as far as I'm yeah 
let's keep to bourbon. Okay, we're and I feel bourbon. like well, well, also because I think there are some other whiskeys, but I honestly I don't really know a lot of celebrity whiskeys at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think most consumers do. Proper twelve, everyone knows too, because again, there's that. We can go back to Monday's conversation, but there's like that true iconic connect. You know, like it's a natural connection, and also, you know, McGregor owned it. Right. Before he sold it to Proximo, he was he was the brand. Like mm-hmm. he designed the label, like he owned the brand, he pushed the brand. Um but anyways, back to bourbon. Yeah. Why do you guys think that is besides potentially the obvious reasons? Well, I don't know if this is an obvious reason, but I feel like the bourbon world uh takes itself very seriously. And I feel like it doesn't surprise me at all that it would reject the idea of celebrity spirits in the bourbon world. <laughs> right? Yes, that I think is a very good reason. And so nobody talks about them, and they only talk about the major houses. I that's, that's all they a, care about. I think that's a very good reason. I don't. That wasn't my thinking of the obvious reason. Oh, okay, but I think that's a very good, good reason. <laughs> I want to piggyback on that and and add to it that it's not just that the trade itself feels that way, but I think American consumers feel that way. It is. Yeah, bourbon is is held in a different regard. No taters. Say what? No taters. No, I'm talking about taters. I'm talking about bourbon drinkers. Not they're just tater. Trade. They're called taters. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that. I, I know that's from Aaron Goldfarb. Okay. They're called taters. <laughs> okay. Anyway, Anyways. but yes, trade and consumers. I mean, yeah. Taters. So, so whatever the whatever the uh, whatever you call them, the people who <laughs> you, know you call them taters from now on. <laughs> okay, the taters apparently. Um, I think treat the history and legacy of bourbon differently than almost any other spirit um, in in America. And I think some of that's because it's America's spirit. It's it's made here exclusively. And I think, honestly, like, you know, we could talk about this in light of what we're going to be tasting. But, like, I even think you meet a lot of people who kind of turn their nose up at anything that's not from Kentucky. Now, I think that's, you know, there's, mm-hmm. there's, there's some historic reasons for that. It's also kind of silly, but like there, there is a lot of that sort of uh, Kentucky snobbery around bourbon. And I think, you know, we think about even how these new products are launched uh, with by some of these large distilleries or conglomerates. And it's like, they find an old defunct label or distillery name or brand name and revitalize it. It's yeah. got like mm-hmm. the word old in it somewhere, or it sounds like someone who settled in Appalachia, you know, 250 years ago. And like, we people respond to that in a way that they don't respond with the same degree of fidelity to the history of all these other spirits. And I, I mean, whatever mm-hmm. that is, what it is. But I think that's the biggest obstacle to any kind of new brand is like it has to it has to fit into people's preconceived notions about what bourbon is. And we think mm-hmm. of bourbon as American history in a way that we just don't associate with anything else. Yep. So the the thing I thought was was obvious, but maybe it's not now that I, that you guys because I think your answers are much clearer is. I think it could have been easier mm-hmm. had bourbon not had its renaissance. Oh, that's a good if we point didn't too. have taters. So <laughs> in the in the '90s, they couldn't give this shit away. Right, yeah. bourbon was not popular. We know the pappy story. Yes, and I think if we look at this to what's happening in tequila, right, we we cannot forget that Mexico is a very poor country, mm-hmm. and if even now with the amount of you know, successful tequila brands that there are, there are still struggling distilleries in Mexico that have access to great agave that are happy to have an entrepreneur from outside of the country come in with foreign currency and buy the liquid and put their name on it. Mm -hmm. They're happy to do that. There are lots of fixers that will help you figure that out, et cetera. Bourbon is not willing to let you do that anymore. Mm -hmm. It is really, really, really hard to get access to good juice because they want all the juice for themselves at this point. And those distilleries that couldn't give it away now 
need to keep it because they're selling too much of it. Mm-hmm. Well, and especially and, if you want, you know, if you want already aged liquid, that's the real issue, yes. right? It's not that corn is hard to get your hands on. It's that, yeah. and, and raw distillate is probably not hard to get your yeah. hands on. But if you want to have something that you're going to put on the market at even a, you know, not even a, a crazy price point, but even if you want to get 50 or or $100 for your bottle yep. retail, you need aged spirit. And that is the part that's really hard to get. Or you have to have yep. a shitload of patience. You got to say, I'm I'm buying this and I'm going to commit to aging it for eight to 10 years. And we're going to release my celebrity bourbon in 10 years. Yep. And I think if you did that, if anyone is doing that, I think they would be well received because it would show a degree of commitment. But if you're just trying to go in and buy juice, it's not even like getting into other uh, whiskeys like rye or whatever, where you don't need to age it as long. Generally, you can just go buy some MGP product and, and you know, yep. wait a couple of years. But with bourbon, with with high quality bourbon, like, yeah, you're, there's just not no one can get their hands on it. It's, it's there's no there's no loose, uh, you know, loose juice floating around. So, so what, so, so what's interesting is the bourbon we're about to try, try, they did get their hands on, which is really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, or we'll try at the end of the episode. But the other thing I think, well, Jenna, were you going to say something? Yeah, I was going to say that. So I just think that like, it's, it's bad. Like if the, if the, if the product is bad, it's just not going to fly. Right. And I think that's the other part of this, right? Like you can't just rely on the celebrity in this category to sell this Whatever their product, right. right? It has to be good. Well, and, and th- so many of them aren't, right? And, and we've we've realized this with lots of bourbon, right? Is that it's really hard to make young bourbon be good. Good, exactly. You know? um, the other thing that I will say, and this is speaking now as someone who grew up in Alabama, you play this card when you want to. Yeah, I do. <laughs> is uh, whatever. <laughs> it's, it's not a lot else to be proud of. So uh, you know, from from Bama uh, is. We don't like carpet baggers, <laughs> and uh, and we, we we don't take kindly to them, and like it or not, bourbon is seen as a southern yeah southern spirit, and there are not a lot of authentic southern celebrities. Sure, and yeah. there's the McConaughey thing. That is why it works uh-huh. because he's a Texan, and I think people are willing to accept him as the spokesperson because he has this connection to the South. No, well, well, this is an important question here: Is Texas the South? Okay, look, we can split hairs here. It's fucking not. But in the world of America, it is. I think it is. It is, right? There's yeah. a lot of people who would say it is. And he also said, you know, he's not originally just from Texas. I think his family also, I think he's from Kentucky. And his parents went oh, to the University of Kentucky. Go. So he tells that story, right? So I think there, there's a lot. He is Southern. Um, the bourbon we're going to try, they're Southern guys. So I think that is where it works. Or there is just this deeper connection to just the liquid throughout their career. Like I think Bob Dylan's works because he's a musician, musicians drink bourbon. Mm-hmm. Um, he's well, and he's so he's connected making... with Nashville and Memphis and all these. Exactly. Places, you know? And you know, it just makes a lot of sense. And that's why I think there probably are a lot of bourbons from country music singers that oh we don't my know. God, I'm sure. you know. We're sitting here. There's probably listeners being like, you fucking idiots. There's like <laughs> four of them. But you know, I think that that is why it's, it's been harder because it is this, Again, I think in the 90s, we would have ex- like the bourbon world would have accepted anybody from anywhere. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. because, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, but now it, it's part of the 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 legend of bourbon is yeah. the South. Mm-hmm. I think that's why you've had so many bourbons from around the, the country that are amazing. You know, ones being made up in in New York State and Michigan, et cetera, still having a really hard time becoming liquids that people actually want to like you know, chase as, mm-hmm. as, you know, and, and hunt for the, the, as we call it, the taters hunt, you know, the taters go hunting, <laughs> uh, is because like it or not, it's a Southern spirit. And so 
yeah, I really think that that is a huge issue. So now that we've talked a little bit about it, because I think we're all on the same page as why it hasn't happened. Do you guys want to try this bourbon? Yes. Sure. Let's do it. Cool. So we have Tell two bottles in it. front of us. So this is Sweeten's Cove. Uh, so Sweeten's Cove is a really famous nine-hole golf course outside of Chattanooga, Tennessee. And it is considered to be one of the greatest, I think, nine-hole golf courses in the country. Uh, people have are obsessed with it's it. Exclusive, right? It's very exclusive to play it. And I guess it had fallen on hard times. And two people who play it a lot are Peyton Manning and Andy Roddick and a few of their friends. Mm-hmm. And they decided they would buy Sweeten's Cove. We all know Peyton Manning has lots of Southern history. His father played at Ole Miss. He played at the University of Tennessee. You know, his brother played at Ole Miss. Like, these are, this is a Southern family. Andy Roddick is from Texas. And then he was born in Nebraska, but then basically grew up in Texas and then Florida when he went to to train. So Mm -hmm. he's also Southern. um, And I think now probably, I think has a home in Nashville or something I read. So is also very much tied to the South. Um, And so they buy this golf course. And then apparently, because of who they are, they are offered to buy a hundred barrels of Tennessee bourbon. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of rumors as to where this bourbon comes from. Some people think it's it's Dickel, mm-hmm. uh, Dickel being the other pretty well known distillery in Tennessee, besides that one with Jack in the name. <laughs> uh, but no one really knows. But it is it's Tennessee bourbon, and people think it's Dickel because no one no one really thinks that there's any way that any other distillery would have had bourbon that was 16 years old in barrel still. Right. And that's good. And that's good. Mm-hmm. And Dickel's consider, you know, Dickel's a great distillery. Mm-hmm. Um, so just as a plug for there, if you ever want like just pretty high, high quality bourbon and you're, you don't have to have it come from Kentucky, just go buy Dickel. Uh, anyway, so um, this, so they made, they came out with Sweeten's Cove release one and it, it was like one of the first celebrity spirits that a lot of people, a lot of critics, including Aaron Goldfarb, who writes for us mm-hmm. and is who taught us about the word tater. <laughs> and lots of other whiskey. And lots lingo. of other whiskey stuff, mm-hmm. you know, said is really, really, really fucking good. Um, so that so we have released two in front of us. They do it as a at, at cask strength. So this is 113.7 proof uh, inside Ooh. of this release two is bourbons that are 14 6 and 16 years old uh, four sorry 4 6 and 16 years old mm-hmm. and then because that bourbon is this bourbon is over $200 right this uh, month they also have released Sweetens Cove Tennessee which is a blend of Ken- Tennessee and Kentucky bourbons very clever yes and this only comes in at a little over 50 bucks so i believe this is sort of their um, their sort of shot at trying to, you know, be a be a brand that now that it's getting a, gotten a ton of press and Mid-range. doing really well mm-hmm. can now be found around the country because it's it's ve- it's it's not the easiest to find Sweetens Cove release one or release two, uh, and I think it's a little bit easier to find. It's going to be a little easier to find rivals no more kindred spirits Sweetens Cove Tennessee. Do you think do you think they considered Tennessee as a name? <laughs> that was actually a good one Zach that was a good joke how long did you sit on that for uh, the last two minutes or so that was a good one Zach that was pretty good so I was thinking about the order we should taste these in and now I actually think we should do reverse of what I said I think we should taste release two first 
because this is the thing that they're really well known for. And okay. then we can decide if we think Tennessee is, you know, representative. Like, up. is it representative, right? Like, because because if you know, if you're buying Tennessee, it's because you've read all the press on how delicious actual Sweetens Cove is. Mm-hmm. So, like, is it just as good? Ooh, so let's drink some some Sweetens. Also, I used to be a really big golfer. Tell used us to about be, it. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I used to play golf a lot when I lived in Bama. Oh, I see. I'd like to play Sweetens Cove, so if anyone's listening there <laughs> and you'd like to let me play Sweetens have Cove. You, have you played a round of golf in New York? Yeah, I've played on Staten Island before, uh-huh. and I, I literally played on Staten Island, and it was, I mean, it's like like classic Staten Island. The groundskeeper of the golf course, the city course, was also growing grapes. <laughs> along the fairways That's to so make funny. to make garage wine. I loved it so That's much. Amazing. Yeah, I played Staten. I've never I've never played Trump. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do have a, a I have a friend who plays Trump all the time in the Bronx. He's like they're renaming it. It's fine. <laughs> Another it, I mean it is considered the best city course, which is really annoying. All right, so I mean it smells good. Yep. It does, yeah. I don't I don't feel like I have a great handle on like what different would differentiate if anything Tennessee versus uh Kentucky bourbon. Oh, me neither. But. I mean, I think that's – look, I, th- I think the whole reason Tennessee whiskey be- was created was was at the time this desire to be, be different as a state that was right. And, you know, they were they were also making, making whiskey. And, I you know, as, as now the story goes, right, Uncle Nearest taught Jack Daniels mm-hmm. how to charcoal filter and distill. Mm-hmm. And that charcoal filtering is what then created what Jack Daniels is. That's the only thing that really makes it a Tennessee whiskey. It's still technically a bourbon. Right, right. Um, mm-hmm. And I think Dickel was – the, you know, to, to differentiate itself does make a Tennessee whiskey, but then also has always made bourbon yeah. mm-hmm. as well. Um, because you know, you're not going to, can't go up against the gentleman at this point. Um, <laughs> so, so I think that that's why maybe we, we never think of it because Jack Daniel is just such a strong brand and it, you know, says it's yeah. Tennessee whiskey, not bourbon, even though it technically is. I'm remarkable. I'm amazed at how smooth this is for the, uh, proof. I mean, it's really good. Yeah. It's really, really good. I mean, I would say, as celebrity spirits go, I mean, this is this the best celebrity. Mean, yeah, this is this is the best. Doesn't mean the celebrity. Had. No, it really doesn't. Well, and it's to be fair really to them, good. they don't really like. It's not like on the bottle. You don't see like Peyton Manning's giant forehead staring back at you. <laughs> okay, just because you don't like him, I love Maybe Peyton Manning. He's one of my favorite football players of all time. Actually, oh really? Oh yeah, good, absolutely. And I enjoyed beating his ass in the Super Bowl a lot. That was a lot of fun. <laughs> I mean, I guess he just does have a giant forehead. It's not a it's not a secret. No, it's not a secret. No, this is really. good I think this bourbon. is really good. Cask strength isn't my thing, but this is very. It's good. It's really good. Yeah. So should we try? So well, I think let's also try. let's be clear. Part of the part of the story of this brand too is not just the celebrities, but also a celebrity master blender. I mean, Marianne yes, blends true. this, and she's incredibly accomplished, right. and like she's she's no doubt like responsible for I don't think Andy Roddick is as responsible as she is. For that. <laughs> no, it's true. Marion Eves, she's very, very famous and mm-hmm. she does these these bourbons. So yes, very true. Um well I, I honestly I can't get over how good this is. Are you guys gonna fight over who gets the rest of the bottle? No. No. Because I have my own. I don't have to share with either of you. I know. <laughs> That's true. I might have to share with my wife, I suppose, but <laughs> she's a bourbon drinker, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. She's actually uh, on a work trip right now, so I get to have these all to myself for a Can you of finish days. it before yeah, yeah, she exactly. gets back? <laughs> how, how far away? <laughs> she's actually in, she's actually uh, apparently in the South. She's in Texas. So, you know, ah, she's certainly drinking bourbon the there. South. I assure you all. Yeah. They mm. just don't make barbecue the same way. It's not right. Mm. 
That's my. But it is the South. No, they also they're not the South because they also think that they're going to like. What are they? They're their own country. They're Texas Texas. forever. They're fucking Texas. That's all they are. (laughs) Texas, Texas forever. Ah, God, Riggins. Anyways, so. I actually think this is a very good representation at a lower price point. I'm surprised at how... Oh, we haven't even tasted it yet, oh, Zach! Well, that's where we are. I don't know. You you told me yeah. that's where we're going. So uh, you're drinking the kind of sea Yeah, kind of sea. Yeah. Okay. He, he, he probably had his pre-port because he's prepared. <laughs> Maybe. So I think the, the, the nose is very similar, actually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's... It's opened up a little bit. The, look, the... The release, too, definitely is giving off more. I'm sure the whiskey mm-hmm. is... I think it's also because... I'm sure the age whiskey is providing something more. Mm-hmm. I would assume since they're not putting the age statements on oh, the back I was of Tennessee. Say, what's the blend here? Yeah. And they're not telling you the blend. It's probably a lot of much younger whiskey. And if you put an age statement on the whiskey, it's got to be, you know what I mean? Youngest. It has to be the youngest. So they're, they're not doing that here. Um, but. Yeah, I think I think where you where you see the difference is on the finish. Like like there's just an unmistakable uh, hotness to this mm. that, that speaks Ooh. to that younger spirit. Yeah. And and because they're trying to put this out at a similar proof, I mean it's a little lower, you know, it's like 110 instead of 113, but still mm-hmm. that's high for for a distilled spirit. And so I think you you get to me more of the the youthfulness of the distillate and just the that that you know, you're not getting the kind of roundness and kind of um mm-hmm. smoothness that you get out of the um out of the, te- the the Tennessee bourbon that is that is you know just you, you can't quite get that at this price point I don't think. It's a little sweeter yeah. to me too. It's a little sweeter. Mm-hmm. It is. I like it. I mean it's I, yeah, I think it's really great. good. Mm-hmm. I think that that toasted sugar maple wood is what's giving you that. Mm-hmm. It's probably helping the younger whiskey be a little bit rounder and and give a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And speaking of mm-hmm. the uh I'm just. I just want to say this. Cause I want to say it, it again. The word again. But speaking of the proof, it's speaking of the taters. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> no, because the taters really care about proof, and I think that's also where some of the celebrity spirits that you see go wrong is they don't understand the core community. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, we're going to create a you know, we're going to create a spirit that's accessible to everybody. But you kind of need the core community to 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 fall in love to with buy it in. Yeah, and yeah. buy in and yeah. and not go after it. And the reason I think this this liquid has never been attacked is because it's cask. The first one's cask strength. The second one is a little bit less than cask strength. They don't put cask strength on the bottle, but it's at this higher proof that the taters believe is is why is 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 what bourbon needs because you know part of what taters want to do is they want to water it down themselves. Right. They want to add their own water to make it at the level that they're okay with. They want it to open up their way. Mm-hmm. That's sort of what's happened in the world of bourbon. And when you lower the proof yourself as as the you know, as the distiller and the blender, you are then taking that control away from the taters. And the taters would like that control. Ah, oh, such a good word, tater. So I know I, I, I hope I, people don't email email us and be like you're misusing this term i don't care i want now i want tater tots for dinner uh but but yeah i i think they're both really well done and Mm -hmm. i i kind of like that you you have no idea look with with most celebrity spirits you don't really know but i like that they don't even like have their signatures on the bottle right like it's the only name on the bot on both bottles is marion eves Mm -hmm. i think it's amazing they're giving her all the credit um, it's just really smart and it's a, these are both very well done bourbons. Yeah. Can't argue there. 
Wow. Well, I think this is the way to do it if you're going to do a celebrity bourbon. Yeah. Um, I'd like to taste one that's not well done now, mm-hmm. but these these are both really good and nice little little nip to get into Friday. Yes. Well, Zach Joanna, I'll talk to you Monday. Talk to you Monday. Sounds great. Thanks so much for listening to the Vine Pair Podcast. If you love this show as much as we love making it, then please leave us a rating or review on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever it is you get your podcasts. It really helps everyone else discover the show. Now for the credits. Vine Pair is produced and recorded in New York City and Seattle, Washington by myself and Zach Jabal, who does all the editing and loves to get the credit. Also, I would love to give a special shout out to my VinePair co-founder, Josh Mallon, for helping me make all this possible. And also to Keith Beavers, VinePair Tasting Director, who is additionally a producer on this show. I also want to, of course, thank every other member of the VinePair team who are instrumental in all of the ideas that go into making this show every week. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you again.